Welcome to Ball Talk Deep, where we talk deep about Bards and Dryden. Today, we're going to talk about the Grizzlies, the Spurs, the Lakers, the Warriors. Then we're going to hop back to the East to talk about the Pacers, the Hornets, the Wizards, and the Celtics because these are the first playing tournament game post-game reactions. And we're going to start off with the Warriors and Lakers because that is what ultimately inspired me to do the first post-game reaction for BTD for this season or for, the, for these playoffs. And that's something I noticed. I know that... Um, the big networks are just referring to the playing tournament as the playoffs, so I guess that's what we're gonna call it. I didn't know we were gonna be just grouping it under postseason and then the playoffs is separate because it is the playing tournament to play into the playoffs. I don't know, random tangent, but it's something that I caught that caught my eye, and I was like, okay, so I guess is this just gonna be part of the playoffs, or the stats also gonna be part of playoff history in the history books? Like, I don't know. I guess that's just something that Adam Silver and adam silver and co are gonna figure out down the line but let's get into it curry and the lakers man i know by the time you guys watch this for the most part you definitely probably saw the highlights and ultimately saw lebron make that cag shot and yes that was a cag lucky as hell but in the bigger uh spectrum of things i think that shot stay with me here is gonna symbolize his development of the game and how he developed his outside shooting, like his game and his outside shooting, because that was from deep, deep three. Um, and no lie, it was it was a wet shot. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't just bouncing off the rim. It didn't have bounces off around the rim like Kawhi shot. Like it was just whoop. And I was like, okay, okay. You could tell everybody could tell at that moment it was a lucky shot, but still. And I think moving forward, when you heat, when people see those highlights in, in LeBron's career, et cetera, et cetera, it's just there's a more symbolic, maybe metaphorical um, thing layered to it. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's just something to, to point out because it's something I was like, okay, because that highlight and it's the playing tournament. LeBron's first playing tournament in it, and it was also the game deciding shot. So I don't know. Think about that. But ultimately, all right, Davis, Anthony Davis ended up with 25 points and 12 rebounds. LeBron James ended up with 22 points, 11 rebounds, and 10 assists. Man, a quiet triple-double. And then the Warriors, Steph Curry, had 37 points and 7 rebounds. And Andrew Wiggins helped out with 21 points. And the stat I want to point out for the Warriors is that they shot 44.6% from the floor and 44% from the three as a team. So something to keep in mind as I get deeper into it. But for this game, let's not... Let's talk about the fact that this game is a great, it's a prime example of why the playing tournament was implemented. Because, you know, yes, people are going to argue that if we just had the, po the, the regular season or the regular playoff format from before, the Lakers and the Warriors would have just been slotted into the top eight seed. Um, but at the same time, just scratch all that think about how we could have more of those games with other ninth and 10 seeds or moving forward like ninth and eighth for 10th and seven you know i'm talking about like for the game five and sixes and other uh potentials like those are the type of games we can hope for and expect sometimes and this game just solidified that theory or that that um example you know what i mean and because this one was through the wire actually both west coast games were tight you know what i mean back and forth scored scored stayed close um especially the warriors and lakers like just stayed at it for a good amount of times even the warriors had a a nice little lead every once in a while early on but it was both west coast games were far more entertaining let's be honest than the east coast that people just 
those teams just ran with it, you know, the winners. So that was interesting. One thing to point out, I do want to point out, again, back to LeBron, is that that injury, um, I'm sure it scared everybody. Definitely scared the NBA as a whole and, the, you know, the league, the commissioner, everybody involved because, you know, LeBron goes down. That's your, that's your line. That's your, that's your moneymaker right there. Um, but it's something that now, for me, it clicked, and I think some people are going to watch out for this. It goes to show how fragile this Lakers team is this year. Um, LeBron, maybe he won't say it, but um, I don't believe he's 100% back healthy. I'm sure most or a lot of people don't believe it. I even heard Stephen A. Smith uh, briefly touch upon it after the game. And that fall didn't help or doesn't help. You know what I mean? And that all I kept thinking about moving forward is, okay, even if this fall isn't what ultimately injures him, sideline in this game or permanently for like the rest of the year playoffs um it just adds to like this guy's ankles that he already has been rehabbing and keep in mind this is still while it is a man who is defying <laughs> father time um and ultimately defining it in a, in a lot of sense um he's still a 36 turning 37 later this year year old body you know what i mean and you can be at peak health but at the same time you're st it's still a 36 to 37 year old body and that was a fall it was a hard fall you know it could have been way worse thank you know luckily it wasn't but so it just kind of i don't know it just raised a little something in my head and i was like fuck like they can't they can't keep risking this shit moving forward like the lakers because they lose lebron it's over for them like it's over davis is not going to carry them to the promised land i'm sorry lakers fan i'm sure a lot of most lakers fans probably agree with that davis just doesn't have that in him and no offense davis and um yeah and it just kind of like okay lebron falls the lakers fall and now that fall goes to signify how much more likely this year it is to have that lebron may get re-injured or sideline or not be able to play at his full potential because of how harsh this season has been on his body and of course the whole schedule of this regular season doesn't help all right so enough about lebron and the lakers let's move on all right i'm just gonna touch on the grizzlies and the spurs real quick dylan brooks had 24 points john moran had 20 points and six assists jonas vanantunas had 23 points and 23 rebounds this is a nice double double right there both in the 20s um the Memphis played how they should have, if that makes sense. Uh, Ja didn't do anything special. I was really hoping this could be kind of like what I was hoping with Lamelo, but that was just hope. I didn't necessarily expect it from them. You know, there's a, a, a big difference. Um, and the Spurs just, um, they didn't quit. They kept it close. They tried their best. DeMar DeRozan was doing his thing. And I just felt bad for Pop now that this is the second year in a row the man doesn't make it into the playoffs after that long streak that he had like that was a long ass streak and now it's been back to back no playoff run for him and the guy is only getting older like what i was talking about lebron shit think about what pop and i just felt bad and it's like man i don't know i i have a soft spot for popovich like we've seen him play well not play but be in the league for so long coach so long and do all these great things and it's just like damn in your winding years it's, you can still end it on a bang, but this team just doesn't allow you to. You know what I mean? So that's that. Um, 
Now let's talk real quick. We're gonna touch upon it. Um, I'm gonna get not gonna get too deep into it because uh, I want to probably do a matchup prediction for at least one of the playing ma- matchups. If now we're just gonna jump straight into the first round predictions and matchup uh, analysis and predi- uh, I already said predictions. Um, but all right. Anyways, I think Warriors are gonna watch the Wiz- uh, Gri- Grizzlies. <laughs> they would have definitely watched the Wizards. But yeah, I. In the end, I think most people agree that the Lakers and the Warriors were just playing to see who was going to make it later down the road. Um, the way that the Warriors played this game, they came out with way more fire than the Lakers. And even LeBron touched upon it in his post-game inter- uh, interview. And um, he uh, even said that once they adapted, that's when he got things going. But I think they had to adapt. The Warriors already had that fire lit under their asses from the get-go. Curry is not playing this year, yo. Like, he is not playing. He's out here to show. I don't even think it's for people. I think it's more to show it to himself. Like, not that he's got it, but that he can do it and kill it during the moments that matter. You know what I mean? And seeing this Warriors team play how they did today, for me, just solidified more that they were going to watch whoever whoever won the ninth and 10th seeded game for the West, which obviously is the Grizzlies. And... Yeah, I had I had already very little doubt that either either the ninth or tenth winner were going to beat either the Lakers or the Warriors. Seeing as how the Lake the Lakers and the Warriors played, if the Lakers lost too, like still I still wouldn't doubt it. Now it's just like more solidified. They both play with fire. Seeing how Memphis played with the Spurs, it's just not gonna match up. Like I'm sorry, it's just I think I'm not gonna say they're gonna run circles around Memphis, but I don't expect the Warriors Grizzlies game to be very close. I'm sorry grind city but uh that's just how it is and honestly it's it's a very young squad with memphis so this is just them getting their feet wet um especially a potential star slash superstar in jaw getting his feet wet and we'll see where they go from here because it's you know still mostly young core um and facing the warriors is a great testament they face the spurs and now they face the warriors who were all you know had dynasties in recent times i mean Shit. Y'all see that Oreo package there? I, don't I think I already touched upon this, but Oreo NBA Dynasty Challenge coming very soon. We already filmed it. Heads up, if you guys don't know what what it is about, just stay tuned. Sub, all that good stuff. It'll come within the next few days. And yeah. Um. All right. Let's move on to the East real quick. Uh. All right. I'm just gonna go through the stats that I point that uh, stood out to me to bring up to you guys. If you guys want some quick uh filling. Alright, Boston Celtics, Jason Statham, Tatum obviously had 50 points with 32 coming from the second half. Kemba Walker had a quiet in 29 points. That's basically 30. Um, and I say quiet because obviously Tatum took all the shine as he showed with 50 points. But yeah, the two stars doing their thing. Walker doing his thing. Proving that, hey, I'm still here. I still got it. And I'm still going to do my thing during for the squad, you know, for the team. Because that's their, especially without Jalen Brown. But even with Jalen Brown, like Kemba feel like a lot of people have forgot that Kemba is Kemba you know like you know give let, let him have his window of opportunity I still believe that he'll pop off like have he'll have his moment he'll have his moment I'm just waiting for him to have his moment and Tatum obviously had his moment and the only thing with Tatum I want to point out is that 32 came from the second half they were playing against you know not a team that defended them very well and or like what especially pressure i want to know if tatum can do that later on when he faces higher tier teams i mean he's i believe they faced the nets 
So, low-key kind of doesn't matter. But, um, I don't know. It's just something to think about. Like, can you turn it on earlier instead of later? Because that full package will help in the long run. Because you're not always going to be able to turn it on in the second half. You know what I mean? But anyways, the Pacers, one thing I want to touch on is they shot 55.2% from the floor and 45.7% from from the three as a whole, as a team. That's insane. DeMontis, uh, my bad. Sabonis had 14 points, 21 rebounds, and 9 assists. Very close. Basically a triple-double. Just one more assist. And they just proved, what the Pacers proved is that they can overcome Karis LeVert's absence for for the time being. And... They're going to play the Wizards. So, seeing as how they played, and quick stab, Wizards, Bradley Beal had 22 points. Westbrook had 20 points and 14 rebounds in, in their loss. Um, I actually think the Pacers are going to beat the Wizards. Like, I have very little doubt. And the big reason for that is the fact that uh, um, the Pacers play better as a team. And the Wizards don't. And Westbrook doesn't have the best reputation of coming up in big moments um i forgot his stat for playoff games since he hasn't been playing with kd but it's pretty bad and um yeah that last game just kind of proved it even more solidified that that factor more and i don't know if Beal is going to be able to just overcome everything and carry this team to the promised land which is you know just the eighth seed but so I expect the Pacers to win that one. But like I said, we'll get deeper into it from any from if we end up doing a prediction analysis for these playing games. Um, but if we don't, that's that. This is just more post game reactions after all four playing tournament games being played. I think after seeing what we saw in these four, first four games, uh, yeah, playing tournament is here to stay. Like it's here to stay, and I think it deserves to stay. It's Guys, it's exciting. I like it. I enjoyed it. Um, I love the fact that it's just one elimination game. Like, if if it was, like, best two out of three, like, even a small series, it just wouldn't be the same. This gives us more basketball or more intense basketball while at the same time not pushing it, you know? And still gives the 7th and 8th team a fair chance because if they take the L in the first round, first round, um, they still have another shot to go in. And, and with the 9th and 10th, they have to work even harder to win two games in a row to make it into the playoffs. So I see a lot of people saying like how got some comments in the playing ex- uh, uh, explain video about like, oh, the seventh and eighth, it's not fair. They work so hard. They should just be guaranteed into the playoffs. I still think the way that they did it is very fair because for one, the seventh and eighth seed only have to win one game to get a guaranteed spot in the seventh seed. And like, yo, that's one game. like, And it's a 50-50, so either of those teams have a chance, you know? And then you take, you lose that one, you still have another full game, another full chance, opportunity to get slotted into the playoffs. I think that's pretty fair. And especially for like a new, completely new system that we're trying out here in the NBA. And then the ninth and 10th seed, they have to win two to, you know? Cause okay, yeah, they were lower in the regular season, but now you got to work harder just to make it into the playoffs. And you can win one and still lose a second one. And to me, that's fair. You know what I mean? You guys are knife intensity. Like, you deserve to have to play two games to get slotted into the into the uh, last seed. So that's it. That concludes my thoughts on these four games. In short, uh, all right, let's jump through it real quick. Memphis played hard. 
but they're going to lose against the Warriors. Lakers, watch out for them because of LeBron. I'm a little worried. I think everyone should be worried. Indiana played hard against the Hornets. Lamelo couldn't step up. Um, and Indiana proved how well they play as a team, even without LeVert. Boston is Boston. We'll see how they react against the Nets. And the Wizards did what Wizard things do. So I expect Indiana to wash the Wizards. And I expect Warriors to, I don't want to say wash the, uh, the Grizzlies, but definitely beat them. And yeah, that's about it. And the, oh, and the playing tournament is here to stay, guys, because it's fun. I mean, you don't agree? Come on. Like, I don't know. All right, that's it. Drop a like, drop a comment, drop a sub. Because, like, we're going to be doing this a lot. And I say we because, obviously, my co-host is here right now. But, uh, yeah, we'll keep doing more of these uh, post-game reactions. And we'll see how it goes. And yada, yada, yada. I get very awkward how to end these things solo. So, let me know what you guys think in the comments below about the playing tournament. What you guys thought of these games. Should they keep it? Should they go? Was it too many games? Like, first four. Like, it's four in the beginning too many. Should they shorten it? Yada, yada. What you guys think of the play, too? Like, how they played or specific teams? All that good stuff, drop it in the comments down below. Until next time, take care.